Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is 24-7 Sports Hub Radio. And now, with their always informative and often entertaining take on the sports news of the day... Here are Jonathan Raggis and Jim Williams. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of 24-7 Sports Hub Radio. I'm your host, Jonathan Raggis. Alongside me, as always, is the voice, Jim Williams. What's going on, man? Good afternoon, John, and good afternoon, everybody, and welcome in. It's 24-7 Sports Hub Radio. It's Monday. We have a lot of football to talk about. We got some baseball to dissect, some exciting baseball, some mind-numbing baseball stuff. Oh, and it wouldn't be a show without firings, and not from the pro ranks, from the college ranks. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. But we can't do it without you. I mean, we could, but we don't want to, you see. We want you to call in. That's that's how this whole tin caboodle works, you see. This is how This is how two-way talk is made. So if you have thoughts, feelings, opinions, uh, you know, uh, money that is owed to you from John, any of the above, call 347-237-5373. That's area code 347-237-5373. If you have Skype, you just click the little S right there, and then uh, you'll be put on our switchboard. And in due diligent time, you will be put on the air. Okay? And then you can ask us anything you would like to ask us. Yes, like, for example, you owe us a bunch of money, that kind of stuff. Or single ladies, if you want Jim Williams' phone number, he is available. Give us a call. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate that. Wouldn't you like to have the the smooth sound of Jim's voice rocking you to sleep at night? And then they see me and they're like, oh, frig. Um, (laughs) I've got a face for internet radio. What can I tell you, folks? We all do, man. We all do. You you, you would know. You especially. All right. Absolutely. Well... Listen, before we get into everything we are going to speak about tonight, we do have to send our heartfelt condolences out to the Greenwood family as a key, key part of the legendary Pittsburgh Steelers, Steel Curtain, uh, passed away uh, over the weekend, and that's Elsie Greenwood passed away at the age of 67, so our condolences out to the family and friends of Elsie Greenwood, legendary player. One of the keystone members of that great 70s uh, batch of, of Steelers teams. Uh, our thoughts and our condolences sent that way, definitely. Yeah, I was looking at. It. I was shocked that he's not a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of mind-numbing. Um, he did reach finalist status in '05 and '06, but he did not make it in. Hmm. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. Yeah, I was very shocked about uh, learning that. I thought uh, he was in for good, but I guess not. Yeah. Damn shame, though. Yeah. Let's get into some of the games from Sunday, Jim. How about all of the games from Sunday? <sighs> some of them were just awful, man. Well, that, this is true. This is true. Awful. Let's get to the first game, and that is the Tennessee Titans rolling to 3-1 and one on the season, taking out the New York Jets 38-13 to 13 yesterday. Your main men. Oh, man. My main men, the New York Jets. It was an awful game, Jim. Yeah, it was. I, and... and... <sighs> Jake Locker was solid, 18 of 24, 149 yards and three touchdowns. But wait, it, boom, went the dynamite. As good as Jake Locker was, he got injured in the second half. And uh, more specifically, he got uh, popped by Quinn and Copel's early third quarter uh, while trying to throw uh, towards Muhammad Wilkerson. His hip was what he uh, grabbed immediately. He is out for what is believed to be somewhere between four and eight weeks with this injury, so it could be essentially the bulk of the season that Locker will miss. And now you have to rest your laurels on a one Ryan Fitzpatrick. Eh, it is what it is. But before we get into that, I have to say, I would be absolutely pissed off 
if the NFL suspends Quinton Copples or Muhammad Wilkerson for these hits. They were clean hits. Referees deemed it clean. Just because a quarterback got hurt, now it's going to be suspension worthy. Well, you know, it, it comes back to that age-old discussion. You know, where do you draw the line? You can only do so much because, remember, this is a game of physics, okay? This is science at play. Don't make me get John Brinkus and the sports science guys out here. Yeah, right. From sports science, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, the guy comes right out of the Don LaPree School of Acting. It, 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 the guy annoys me to no end. Anyway, what, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is it's simple physics. You know, the immovable for, the, uh, the, the force, the immovable object, so on and so forth. I always get that cliche botch, but you know what I'm trying to say. I hear you. I hear you. It, it, you know, you can't, you can't, even if you play two-hand touch, and you were joking with me about this before the show, we're becoming, we're going to become a two-hand touch league, but if you touch too hard, you might bruise, and that may not be good, so. No, especially if you bruise a quarterback, man. Oh, oh, because they're the lifeblood of everything, it's, sure. It's, it's just, uh, I don't know, man, I'm just tired of it, it's disgusting, but it is what it is, like I said, if it happens, it's, you're going to hear a lot about it if Copels or Muhammad Wilkerson, either one or both, get suspended for this, you're going to hear a lot from not just the Jets fan base, but the NFL fan base who watched this game yesterday. Yeah. Because uh, it was a clean hit. Let me ask you a question here. Uh, it has been announced, going to your Jets here, who are now 2-2 two and two on the season, Geno Smith has been uh, responsible for an offense that has 11 turnovers already this season. Mm-hmm. He is going to stay at quarterback. If you were in the position Rex Ryan is in, and believe me, I would never want to put you in such a smelly position. Would you keep Geno Smith as your starter? You know, I, I don't see any harm in sitting him for a game. Let him collect himself a little bit. Because, you know, you see spurts of Geno Smith where it looks real good, and then it looks real awful. And yesterday's game was just the most awful we've seen from Geno Smith so far. Granted, it's only four weeks in, four games into his NFL career. I think after this, you, you, you know, let him take a seat. Let him just watch the game. Give Matt Simmons a start. Why not? I, I mean, honestly, the Jets aren't playoff worthy. They're not, Agreed. in my mind. They're not. So playing Matt Sims for a game wouldn't hurt. If they keep Geno Smith in, I'm not going to be, you know, shocked about it. You know, he is a rookie. Some, you know, some teams think if you take him out, you can get him off his groove. But right now, Geno Smith doesn't have a groove. Yeah, he's learning the ropes, as it exactly. were. And sometimes it's best to learn the ropes on the bench to a certain degree. Sit him for a game. You know what? If Matt Sims comes out and he shines next week, give Matt Sims a second start. You know, let Geno Smith realize that, hey, you know what? For me to be a starting quarterback, a, a, a caliber quarterback in this league, I'm going to have to get on a roll, and I'm going to have to prove my worth every every week. Because right now he's not. So they are 2-2, two and two, but there's a big reason why they're 2-2, two and two, and that's – you know, honestly, because Jesus did have a couple of good games, but also the defense really stood up. So Okay, fair enough. By the way, if you're scoring at home, Chris Johnson, he sucks. 15 carries, 21 yards for the Titans in a winning effort. He's really? done. He's done. Uh, put a fork in him. Put a, Now watch, as soon as I say that, he'll have a 200-yard game next week. No, I doubt it. I, I, I honestly don't think you'll see that ever again from Chris Johnson. But yeah, talk, talk about wasted potential. Uh, great story of that. So... Still, the Giants, the Jets, rather the best football team in the New York metro area. Yeah, they are, and we'll get to that other team momentarily. Moments, but let's go to another game, and that is the Buffalo Bills downing the defending Super Bowl champion Baltimore Ravens twenty-three to twenty, as Joe Flacco throws five interceptions. Jim. Yeah, this is the guy you're paying those millions of dollars, millions of dollars, and he has no one to throw to except the other team. Seemingly. <laughs> and, again, it comes back to one of my other theories also. If you look at the stat line, 25 of 50, 50 yep. pass throws, 347 yards, uh, two touchdowns, five pixies. Um, you know, again, I, and I will say this till my dying day, eight to nine times out of ten, you throw 50 or more times, save for an overtime game. I mean, in a regulation game, if you throw the ball 50 times or more, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. Oh, and it doesn't help that you only ran the ball to Ray Rice once in the second half. Five carries the whole game. What? I mean... Hey, you know what? 17 yards in those five carries. 
Okay, so he's averaging three yards a carry. That ain't bad. And a half yards a carry. What the hell? You know what? If you don't even try, if you don't even try to keep it honest, you don't deserve to win a football game. You just don't. I mean, nine rushes, 50 passes. You do the math. That's just, that's so lopsided, it's not even funny. No. And they, and it's not like they weren't, you know... I mean, I understand. They were trailing by, by two touchdowns going into the third quarter, but the run always sets up the pass. I've always been a believer the running game sets up the passing game. <coughs> and they're not even trying. No. no they're they're not. not even making the concerted effort. I, you know, it, it just boggles my freaking mind. You know, not even that this was a good offensive game from either team because it was the Dan Carpenter show yesterday for Buffalo as well. So Yeah, if you don't want circles the wagons like field goals from Dan Carpenter. Uh, I mean, look at E.J. Manuel, 10 of 22. Yeah, he wasn't setting the world on fire either, no doubt. They ran but, 55 but, times. But, but wait for it, they had a running game. Yeah. Yep. They had a dual-headed backfield. They've got Fred Jackson for 87 yards and a touchdown. C.J. Spiller for 77 yards. They spread it around. They played a pr- Actually, they ran the ball more than they passed the ball. They did? Oh, way, way more than they passed the ball. Especially, I mean, even E.J. Manuel running on the ground 11 times only got one yard, though. So. Well, yeah, he was running backwards mostly. But, you know, trying to... Well, I, well, come on. That's what that tells you. He was running backwards, trying to oh. evade a sack and failing miserably. <sighs> so... It's just mind-numbing. Well, five interceptions and four sacks on Flacco, so. Yeah, uh, you know, neither of these teams are that great. We knew the Ravens wouldn't be, and we knew the Bills wouldn't be, so there's no real big surprise here. Absolutely. But five picks. Anytime you throw five picks, you're doomed for failure. That's the uh, Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick syndrome. It's more like, oh, I was going to say the Ryan Leaf, but the Ryan Leaf means you don't even get on the field. Ah, yes. (laughs) Or you get put in jail, man. Uh, let's let's go to another game. The uh, Cleveland Browns. Who called it? You did. Thank you very much. You the Brad Hoyer, right? My name is Cleveland Brown, and I, oh, I'm sorry. 17-6 over the Cincinnati Bengals was not a good game at all from Cincinnati yesterday. Cincinnati crapped the big one, as the kids say. Actually, you know, they say something a little differently, but Cleveland I don't want to. Actually, looked like they had a defense. Cleveland's defense, I've told you this for the last couple of weeks, is their strong point. And their defense showed up big time. But also, Hoyer played a very clean game, which is good on two folds. One, good for the Browns. And two, I picked up Hoyer last week, or this past week, uh, on the waiver wire after his first game. I could have started him, Pryor, who obviously didn't play, or Eli Manning. I went with Hoyer, and so far it has served me quite well. But the story really in Cleveland is Jordan Cameron. Dude is, you know, tied among the uh, or up near the top in terms of receivers uh, with touchdowns. Oh yeah, he's insane. Yeah, another one uh, yesterday. He is the number one wide receiver for this uh, for this Cleveland team, a Cleveland team that yeah okay they don't have great running. I mean McGahey keeps you honest for three yards a carry. Oh, well, you know McGahey, you know guy that hasn't been playing. First game last week, he looked a little better this week, but as you said, it's a guy that you can hand the ball off and you can hand it off to him confidently. So Yeah, I mean, he's probably not going to fumble the football. He'll get you a couple of yards here and there. I mean, veteran running back, that's fine. Yeah, he was he was averaging three, you know, three yards per carry yesterday. Exactly. So, uh, so I mean, just, you know, I'm not saying Hoyer is going to be the savior for the Cleveland Browns, but he's going to make them an interesting team to watch the next few weeks. That's for sure. Boy, here you go right now. Whedon's not starting again. Uh, yeah. Well, unless Hoyer gets crunched. Well, that's even, well, then, yeah, even that then that's debatable. You're right. Yeah. But a uh, good win for Cleveland. If for nothing else, it gets me closer to you in picks. So that's what it comes down to. Nice. Yes. Update on that coming. Okay. Yes. Another big game yesterday was a good one. We both picked Chicago, but Detroit came out to move themselves to three and one on the season. Chicago three and one as well. Lions with a forty to thirty two win over the Bears. And all I have to say is Reggie Bush was in beast mode yesterday. Uh, Reggie Bush, yes, he he was uh, he was one hundred thirty nine yards and a touchdown. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how somebody can play when they actually feel wanted? 
Amazing. Because, because honest to goodness, that's the story. Yeah. That is the story right there. He's been a journeyman. He's been everywhere, man. Up and down and there, man. Uh, he's been everywhere. Uh, but he 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 is the running back that Detroit has been looking for, if he stays healthy, of course, since Barry Sanders, as crazy as that sounds. We keep saying that. I- exactly. And <laughs> Stafford had an okay day. I mean, Megatron got hit for a touchdown, but they spread the ball to uh, six receivers uh, relatively evenly. Yep. You know, they did it by committee. And this game was really not as close as the as the final score indicates because it was pretty much garbage time when Chicago got their two touchdowns. Um, you know, and I'm I'm a little bit surprised by this. I cannot lie. Uh, you know, Cutler didn't have a, a horrific game, but the three interceptions stick out like an eyesore. Oh, that hurts. Forte with a big gainer for a touchdown. That was uh, nice to see. The NFC North is looking like a division that you could make a case three teams could come out of there. I mean, the Packers are always going to be good. Chicago, Detroit, I don't know. I mean, I think all these teams are going to stay up near the top, you know, right through the season. Because they're, 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 they're so well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting oh, game to watch. Oh, Oh, can I measure this from the chat, please? Go for it. Our main man, you might not even want to hit the sounder for this, because we're talking about John Leary Jr. You know, that's my main man. That's right, John, my main man. <laughs> Quoting him here, I wonder if Nate Burleson threw them a pizza party after the win. Too soon? A little soon. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. A little soon. That, that, that's just awful, John. Awful. That's a terrible display, and besides... The correct answer is pepperoni pizza party. You have to add the topping. It's very important, John. Very. The pizza sound from Little Caesars right now. Hey, don't hate on Little Caesars. $5 deal. Come on. Uh, I'm from Brooklyn, man. I, I eat real pizza. So. Oh, I know you do. I know you do. Let's, as we were talking about before, New I'm York like, football teams and how bad they are. Let's get to the New York Giants, who are now 0-4 on the season. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just handed a beating 31-7. to by the now 4-0 and Kansas City Chiefs, Jim. I take perverse pleasure in the Giants paid for obvious reasons. Well, of course. But this is... What it comes down to, and I talked with my buddy Jason Block uh, from from Brooklyn. So he's going to give me the Brooklyn boot if I don't give him a shout-out. There you go. The offensive line is downright offensive for the Giants. That's That's problem number one right there. Number two, no running game. Number three, where's the defense? And, and let's let's face facts right now, okay? The Chiefs are a good football team. They're not a great football team. The fact that they faced the NFC East early in the schedule this year has ballooned their record to four zero. That being said, you cannot deny Alex Smith is doing the job in Kansas City. Yeah, they're rolling right now. They're rolling, and, and I'm telling you, if you're a San Francisco 49ers fan, as we'll get to later, you might be saying to yourself, maybe we got rid of the wrong quarterback. Because Smith has been having great success, while Kaepernick has been Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and, and Andy Reid is just, you know he's a humble guy, but deep down Andy Reid knows, you know he's got to be just with a big grin on his face, Sticking it to the NFC East one more time. Oh yeah, he's loving it right now. He's you know he's got the quarterback he wants right now. He's got the team he wants. That's the you know main reason why he took the Kansas City job. So uh, I uh, Doug Peterson's been teaching him pretty well, <clears throat> and uh, I take full responsibility for the wins. I don't do that too often, <clears throat> but uh, I'm gonna celebrate tomorrow. Uh, guys are gonna have a day off, and I'm gonna go to the rib place and uh, have a KC masterpiece. Andrews. <clears throat> Where do you go? Between Eli Manning and Geno Smith, the two New York starting quarterbacks, 11 turnovers apiece, 22 in total. Crazy. Um, um, th- there are no words. There are no words. None this whatsoever. Is, this is the number one market. Now, this is the number one market in America, and your football teams blow chunks. Yeah. They're calling for Coughlin's head. They have to be in New York this morning. Well, you know, in regards to the Jets. Okay, back up, back up. You know what you're getting. 
I mean, we knew right away this wasn't going to be a winning season, but yet they're 2-2. Two and two. They're playing 500 football right now. So, you know, they're actually a little better than what we thought they would be, but the Giants are just a lot worse than what they what we thought they would be. So You can make a case, and I'm not going to make the case, I'm not that cynical, that they're the worst football team in football right now. You can I make a case. Throw them up. Buccaneers, Steelers, Giants, Jaguars. Jaguars uh, are. Let's all just stop it right there. The Jaguars, as we all know, are. But the the, the Giants are I in the conversation. I'm the Giants, though. Hmm. And that's going to come at the hands of your uh, Philadelphia Eagles next week, right? Oh, don't get me don't get me started. I I am dreading that game. I think we're going to have like a six six tie. <laughs> that would be poetic justice the way this division is. I, I swear. I, I, I honestly think the Eagles will walk away with that win. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a walk away. I really don't. But all right. If they give the ball to McCoy enough, I think uh, that's going to Well, be- again, considering the play calling has been inconsistent, yeah. you know, I, I can't. Uh, anyway, let's, let's move forward here. Well, in a game from Europe. Yes, Europe. Europa. In London. London calling Big Ben. Matt Castle with a pretty good game, leading the Minnesota Vikings to their first win on the season, 34-27 to over the now 0-4 Pittsburgh Steelers. And, and then again, another team that you can easily put in the worst category. In fact, some of the players on the teams are like, yep, we're the worst team in football. Yeah. And that's always a good reinstilling concept. Well, Adrian Peterson, he could go six hours, seven hours away from where he is. He can still run like lightning. He has got, in the words of my main man, Gus Johnson, getting away from the cop speed, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and Gus Johnson is indeed my main man. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, Castle, uh, mark my words, and I'm going to be guilty of trying to do this coming up uh, during the week, flood of waiver wire pickups for Castle. Oh, Ponder. I already picked them up because I got rid of Ponder. I wasn't keeping Ponder. Well, you know, I don't think Samantha wants to keep him. Oh, oh, that's horrible. Awful. Awful. That's, that's, uh, I, I, I keep, I'll keep Samantha company. It'll be all good. Terrible, man. But, but Castle was, was, uh, did what he had to do. Peterson did the rest. And it was a it was a good back and forth game between two O for teams, quite frankly. Yeah. Fun game to watch, uh watching it it back and forth on the red zone. Mm. Um Yeah. What can you say about Pittsburgh though? They're done. Well, they were done before the season started. They it's like are absolutely done. There is nothing there there is not one bright spot on this Pittsburgh team. Le'Veon Bell, they started to lean on him a little, and they got two rushing touchdowns out of him. He looked good last night. He definitely looked good last night. I mean, Antonio Brown's their best player still on offense, and that doesn't say much. Big Ben threw 50-plus times for almost 400 yards trying to get the team back in the game. You know, they're old. I think I think they missed having a nap. They saw it was uh, you know nighttime outside, and they figured, oh, we gotta go to sleep. <laughs> it's like, oh, tea and crumpets. Uh, go to sleep. Tea and crumpets. Uh, I just got a little bit of baseball news sent to me, but we'll do that later on in the show. Is this is this good baseball news for me or bad baseball news? Yeah, a little bit of news from uh, two managers. That's about it. Just yeah, okay. Oh, oh, we're we're already doing the hot seat stuff. All right. Hot seat. Hot seat. All right, let's go to another game, and that is the Arizona Cardinals taking advantage of young Mike Lennon and some terrible, terrible offensive play calling from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win 13-10 to almost at the last minute of this game. It was a squeaker, Yeah, and it was an ugly game for both teams. It, it was just... Uh... There's really nothing I could really say about this game other than Mike Lennon came out looking good. He wasn't bad. I think the offense play colon is what you could really blame with this loss. Again, we we talked about it with the whole situation with Freeman, who pretty much is going to be dumped in the next week or so. Yeah, it's the play calling. It's it's you know it's easier to get rid of the player in this case than it is the coach, which is kind of oxymoronic when it comes to the way sports works. Yeah, uh, you know, Shiano isn't doing it in Tampa Bay. They need to start fresh again. Yeah. yeah, it's, you know, Mike Lennon, man, he, he did look good. He had the poise of uh, an NFL quarterback. He didn't look like the 12-year-old he does when he takes off his football helmet. Oh, jeez. But then it was those those last-minute interceptions, man. That's what killed him. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately, he didn't get his first win. But 
Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, I really don't want to talk about this, but 3-1 and one Indianapolis Colts, 37-3 win over the 0-4 Jaguars. Jaguars suck. They're awful. In other news, the sky is blue. <laughs> the sky is falling. Well, the sky fell right through the... Well, though, there's one thing we have to talk about with this game. And there's one thing and one thing only. And it's the fact that Maurice Jones-Drew's career is dead because he only oh, yeah. had 13 carries for 23 yards. That's Done. it. Done. Done. It's amazing. And he just... he just that was, I don't know where his career went to, but it died. By the way, uh, random thought. I, I'm, I'm, watch, I'm looking at the NFL.com uh, page. They have, of course, the pictures of the quarterbacks for who was the top player and everything for everybody. Yes. Why does Blaine Gabbert remind me of Heath Slater from uh, 3MB? on the Because he's a three-man band, baby. Yeah, so, so by deduction, you know where I'm going. Blaine Gabbert is the male version of Wendy. Oh. Yeah, oh. But, but the guy who plays Wendy's hot on oh. the Wendy's commercials. So. <laughs> Even though it's not the real Wendy. So. <laughs> All right, man, let's go to this now. Yeah. Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Not my now, main man. Now 4-0, an overtime win mm. over the Texans. The Texans looked like beasts in this game early on, but killed themselves giving the Seahawks 23-20 to win. C-gun, C-foot, C-gun, shooting foot. Yeah. Matt Schaub, he had a chance to pretty much run down the clock, okay? And the pressure came. And the pressure came, and he threw a pick six. And he looked scared. Yes, he looked a scurred. You know, you have to pin this loss on Schaub. You have got to pin it on him. You're in a position in the late stages of the game to run out the clock and you throw a pick six, you're screwed. Absolutely freaking screwed. Well, not only that, and then you also had that little side body slam by, uh, who was that? What a maneuver! (laughs) Unbelievable! I honestly don't think it was deserving of a flag, but... They flagged them, and that's basically what gave Seattle the chance to win this game in overtime. Um, but Seattle keeps winning. I mean, they, they're they're finding ways. They're taking advantage and of the And they're doing it with Russell Wilson throwing for 123 yards and a pick. He was awful yesterday. Oh, yeah. Well, and and that's the one reason I was hesitant to pick Seattle. Um, though I think I did ultimately pick them if memory serves. We both serves. did. We both yeah. picked Seattle. Because Russell Wilson, as great, he's not a great quarterback. I'm going to use the Tim Tebow analogy, although not exactly. He's not a great quarterback per se. He won't get you 350 yards. He won't get you five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He is a good leader. He's a field general in the to, to the truest sense of the term. Yeah. He's not, you know, fantasy football material in terms of yardage and, and, and throws and what have you. You know what? He gets you yardage, but... No, he doesn't. No, I mean, more often this season, he'll be a, he'll be about 200 yards throwing. Mm. And some of that is dealing with a short field, and some of that is Marshawn Lynch helping you out, chewing up some yardage, which he did, almost 100 yards yesterday. But uh, Seattle finds ways to win. They do. Somebody, somebody on Facebook mentioned this uh, on... A, a friend of mine's uh, Facebook page, uh, saying that, oh, you better be ready for the first undefeated Super Bowl, the Denver Broncos, uh, who we'll talk about momentarily, and the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm like, no. Okay, Denver may have a chance to go undefeated, but there's no way Seattle does. No. Because they can't win on the road consistently. No. No. When they win, they win like they do yesterday. They win ugly on the road. No, and this was a game that they should have lost, but they didn't. And, I mean, and, and, they, they, they were on their way to losing this game if it wasn't for Houston making mistakes. Our main man, John Leary, mentioning uh, after the game people burning the Schaub jersey outside of the stadium. Yeah, that was dumb. That's, uh, that was dumb. You know, I'm all about First Amendment rights, but good Lord. Yeah, listen, know. man, you know, Matt Schaub's been good for this Houston Texans team for years now. He's the re- he's one of the reasons why they got to be where they were, him and Andre Johnson. So exactly. bollocks. Exactly. Yeah. Absolute bollocks. But, you know, here goes the thing in sports. What have you done for me lately? Bingo. You know, and that's what, unfortunately, most fans always go for. Oh, forget your, you know, six, seven years where you're helping us make the playoffs consistently. What have you done for me this late, you know, yesterday? You didn't do nothing for me yesterday. Yeah. So you're nothing. So you're nothing. You are nothing. Good day, sir. Let's go to uh, Jim's favorite game of the oh, weekend. Son of a Denver Broncos, 4-0 in a season, 52-20. to Biden. Over... The Philadelphia Eagles. You watched this game, Jim. What did you think? Can I keep it real with you? 
Keep it real. I'm going to keep it real for the kids. After the first drive, where Payton was Payton, I went to sleep for like two quarters because I knew what was coming. That trade's never late. I woke up and it was like 50. They hung a 50 on us. Mm. They, they hung up, a, a, a you know, two quarters on us, if you will. Two bits. Oh, wait, no, two bits is a quarter, isn't it? Oh, yeah, well, it anyway. Is. Four bits. Even that's, a America. That's, that's right. Uh, America. Uh, it, <laughs> you know... It's a testament to how good Denver is and how horrible Philadelphia is, as I knew they would be. Um, you know, Peyton Manning is just playing out of his gourd. Mm-hmm. There, there's no way to describe it. The man is perfect. 16 touchdowns, not a pick. And he hasn't come close to throwing a pick. No. Look at the, look at the ratio, for God's sakes. 28 of 34. 146 QB rating. He is... It's hard to believe at age, what is he, 37, 38, he's better now than he was pre-neck injury. Oh, you is, know what? Like a wind, he's, he's, aging, very he's aging beautifully, man, on the field, and it's it's amazing. And, he, and he's got so many weapons. Thomas, Welker, the other Thomas, Decker, you know... It, it, there is this is the complete team, and if any team is going to rival and shut Mercury Morris and his throw up from the '72 Dolphins, <laughs> this is the team to do it. Now that being said, there are some tough games uh, towards the the goal of going 16 and 0 on the way. They have to face the Chiefs, and I do consider that a tough game. Of course, it's within division, so it's that much tougher and that much more meaningful. They do have to face the Patriots. But they could pull this off. I'm not going to crown their asses yet. Yeah, you know what? I I honestly, you know, looking at some of the teams that they're coming up against, I I don't even think New England is going to be that much of a hassle for them because no matter what Tom Brady throws for, if Peyton Manning at that time, and I believe that's week 12 that they'll be playing New England in New England, I still think Peyton's going to throw for more touchdowns. It was insane. With the way he's going. I mean, especially now that... They're, they're, you know, New England's missing a huge piece in Vince Wilfork, te- you know, tearing his Achilles yesterday. Yeah. That's a big piece on that defensive line that Peyton doesn't have to worry about and that the Denver offensive line doesn't have to worry about now. And you fans in Atlanta thought he was faking an injury. How dare you, sir? Yeah, lots of play- people do that, unfortunately. But I know. Honestly, you know, you look at it, they go at Dallas next week, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Washington, San Diego, Casey, New England, Casey again. Tennessee, San Diego, Houston, Oakland, even if they got two losses, they're going to steamroll into the playoffs. No doubt. They're going to be the top seed, barring any freak occurrence. Mm. And, you know, knock on wood, if they go as far as Peyton goes. Although, i got to be honest, when Brock Osweiler comes into the game and he still owns the Eagles, that's how you know your team sucks. Well, two for three, right? No, no, I don't don't mean necessarily his stats, just the fact when he was on the field. (laughs) They were still scoring touchdowns. They scored... They were still scoring points. Well, let me That's, ask you this. Yeah. It's time, it's time. It's Nick Foles' time. Three, three or four, one touchdown, 155.2 QB rating. No, it's not Nick Foles' time. Cause, uh, you know, honestly, you want to know whose time it is? The guy from USC. Barkley? I think you give Barkley a chip in a chair right now. Yeah. I really think... What have you got to lose? Everything being equal, as bad as this team is, and they're bad, they're still one game back of the division lead. Well, is that going to, you know what, is it going to be either Foles or Barkley coming in with Vic still healthy, just getting benched, or is it going to have to be Vic? They're not going to bench Vic. They don't have the guts to. Well, especially with he's sliding head first, man, into people. Vic is he's going to injure himself before yeah. he gets benched. Yeah. He is going to concuss himself. And he'll be seeing little doggies all around him as he as he uh, gets concussed. Little Tweety Birds everywhere. No, no, they're doggies. Trust me, and they're going to try to sick his you-know-what. So. That's why the lady is a tramp. That's why the lady is a hoe. All Let's right. On here, RG3 getting his first win on the season. Redskins with a 24-14 to win over Matt Flynn and the Oakland Raiders. Black hole sun, won't you come? Wash away the pain in Oakland. Wash away the pain. It, you know, it, Flynn wasn't bad, but the Raiders are bad. Run DMC was non-existent, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's nothing new. Yeah, it's just, he, he was not your main man. Well, he only got five carries yesterday. 
That's why he's not your main, main man. Rashad Jennings getting the workload, 15 carries, 49 yards, 45 Alfred yards. Morris, Alfred, the team of Morris and Hillu did okay. Again, just not exactly the greatest of football games to watch. I mean, what can you say? I mean, now that the Redskins are 1-3 and three and one game back of the division, let's crown them as a worthy contender. No, they're, they're still they still are very porous in many respects. No doubt about it. Yeah. So It's not the same Redskins team from last year. Uh no, you're absolutely right. Not even that, but seven sacks Oakland let Matt Flynn take. Seven. You know, I know Pee Wee football teams that could do a better job as an offensive line. Unbelievable. Oh, I believe it. It's Oakland. It's the black hole. Let's continue the trend uh with another game here, and that's the San Diego Chargers knocking off the Dallas Cowboys. Thirty to twenty one. Rivers comes back from uh, a little bit of a fluke week in last week, maybe? I don't know. This surprised the heck out of me. This really did, because you know, I knew DeMarco Murray wasn't going to have and wasn't going to go off like he did against St. Louis, but you know, fourteen carries, seventy yards, they didn't really run the ball as much as I think they should have. No. But Phillip Rivers, to your point, what a game. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see, I didn't think he had it in him. 401 yards, 35 of 42, three touchdowns and a pick. You know, Antonio Gates wakes up from the dead. Yeah, where did he come from? Yeah, well, again, from the morgue. Uh, 10 uh, grabs for 136 yards, uh, making his presence known. I, I mean, and it was pretty much a game where the Cowboys had a hold of things until the second half. I mean, they were leading 21 to uh, to 13 at the half. And then they just completely fell asleep in the second half. They fell asleep behind the wheel. It was all San Diego the rest of the way. And, uh, you know. River's looking good this season. He's looking real good. I, he, he's he's Jekyll and Hyde. I can't say he's looking good. When he's, hey, listen, on, man, he's on, when he's off, he's off. Two interceptions. He's looking good right now. Yeah. He's looking real good. I mean, unfortunately, it is uh, San Diego. Who knows, man? If San Diego actually had a defense, who knows what this team could be doing? Yeah, true, but you know, if wishes were fishes, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I like him uh, targeting little Danny Woodhead uh, over some of those big... Uh, you just like saying Woodhead. Don't lie. Not really. Yeah, I think you do. Unless it was like Coach Woodcock. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, let's Next. get to another game. That's last night's game. This was fun. This was a good game. New England Patriots rolling a 4-0 with a 30-23 to win over the Atlanta Falcons. And this game could have went either way. And the fact that the Falcons were let back into the game, onside kick of brilliance, and Matt Ryan trying his darndest to keep the team in the game. Uh, kudos to him in that regard. I mean, Gonz- the story for this game is on the losing end of things, really. It's Tony Gonzalez and the Fountain of Youth. Yeah. 12 grabs, 149, two touchdowns. Remember, he was supposed to be retired, boys and girls. Yep. So... He he he's staying the whole season. He may come back for another one at this point. I I don't know, but uh, just you know, just looking at it, and I spoke to John Leary this morning about it because John Leary is our uh, resident. oh he's marking out over it all. Oh come yeah, on. yeah, he's our resident New England Patriots fan. And I said right away, you know, I'm sorry, but Atlanta's rushing sucks, and that's one of the big holes in this team right now. He's got Michael right. Turner to give it to Jaquez Rogers, seven carries, thirty-two yards. That's not good enough. And and the honor roll, Mr. Leary, is absolutely right. Again, and I preach this how many times a show, seemingly, you have to have a good balance. You have to have a fair balance, if for nothing else, to keep yourself honest. Yeah. The run begets the pass. Mm-hmm. Not when you have, like you said, Rodgers and Snelling doing jack and squat, respectively. Uh, the other side of things, you have to give, whether you want to do it or not, and I don't because I don't like the cheat. I mean the man. Bill Belichick a lot of credit because he coaches these guys up big time. We all thought, you know, Tom Brady, a bunch of no-name wide receivers, rookies, journeymen, what have you, you know, it was all going to go downhill. Brady throws for 300 yards to Kimbrell Tompkins. Who? Yeah, he's having some big games. Julius Edelman. Who? Well, you can't say who to Julius Edelman. He's been around for a while, man. He's had some good games. but, you know, considering the, the caliber of wide receivers they've had in the recent past, he's a relative who is all I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and you got to give credit to Brady. He is the he is the man. Enough said. I mean, 
what what can you say that can't be said already? It's just my main man. Yeah. Four and zero, New England Patriots. And, and, and as as John mentions, Wilford goes down. The rookie from Marshall comes in, doesn't miss a step last night, and that's key too. Yeah. Well, so. we'll see how uh, he plays with Wilford out for the season. Now he's going to get that starting spot. So. Mm-hmm. Tonight's game, it's the battle of three and zero: Miami Dolphins, New Orleans Saints. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a fun one to watch, and uh, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. All right, Jim, you know what time it is, and it's baseball time. And right now the only real story, well, there are other stories. There are a couple of big stories, actually. Jim, why are you just contradicting yourself three times in 13 seconds? I don't know. First and foremost, let's talk playoffs, because we do not have all of the wildcard teams in yet. Because tonight, on TBS, Keith Olbermann and you... It is the Game 163 tiebreaker to determine who is the second AL wild card. It'll either be, it'll either be the uh, Tampa Bay Rays or the Texas Rangers. Uh, both Texas and Tampa Bay winning yesterday to stay tied for the second wild card spot. So this is uh, essentially, as I like to call it, Game Number 163. And in this Game Number 163. If the Rangers lose, Ron Washington's as good as gone. Uh, don't see the same repercussions for Tampa Bay. I think there's plenty of job security for Joe Madden. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun to watch, and this, of course, sets up for the wild card, as I call them, play-in games. Cincinnati goes to Pittsburgh Tuesday. They get, they get, get to hang out with a big duck in the river. And then the winner of this game goes to Cleveland on Wednesday for the other wild card play-in game. And then from there, of course, the wild, the rather the league division series start on Thursday. But wait, there's more. Amidst all of this, in of all cities, Miami was maybe the damnedest thing I have ever seen in the history of my existence with baseball. Here's a guy in my Harry Carey voice. Here's a guy, Henderson Alvarez. <laughs> He's a 23-year-old. He started the season on the DL, and he pitches nine innings of no-hit, no-run baseball. But it's not a no-hitter because his team has no offense. They're the freaking Marlins. So he could conceivably have to go out for a 10th inning and try to fight for his no-hitter. But no, the Marlins win the game, and ironically, not by offense, but by bad pitching from Detroit on a walk-off wild pitch, while Alvarez is in the on-deck circle, the winning run, Giancarlo Stanton, comes home, and that sealed Henderson Alvarez as the newest pitcher in baseball to throw a no-hit, no-run game. That was amazing. It is mind-numbing. That was amazing. I've never seen seen anything like that before. I've seen it. I've seen it all. You, You cannot top that. I have seen it all. But now here we go. <laughs> Henderson Alvarez. Will we ever hear the name Henderson Alvarez again after this? Uh, considering his age and he's in Miami and they'll probably pay him $600,000, yes, temporarily, short term. <sighs> the way that place is, that, that team is mismanaged. you got to love those five and six no-hitters, man. Jesus. I, it's just, I, ugh, my head. My oh, head. At least we got a couple of good pitching matchups to last, you know, the next couple of nights, so... This is true. This is true. You wanted to bring up a couple of things in regards to the managerial hot seat. The managerial hot seat. We actually have two managers staying on with their teams. One I'm not too happy about. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. Uh, first one is the Twins have uh, retained manager Ron Gardenhire on a two-year contract, according to multiple reports. And the Mets have officially signed Terry Collins to a two-year contract extension with a club option for the 2016 season. I have a theory about this. Would you like to hear it? Let me hear your theory, Jim. Okay. You take a look around baseball, and you take a look at the manager names that are out there who are potentially going to be given their best in future endeavors. None of these guys are real winners. Uh, Dale Zwem, or Zvem, or however the hell you say his name, I don't know. He's been dismissed as manager from the Cubs. That's official. He's gone after two years. Mm-hmm. And then you look around the landscape of baseball, there aren't any real big gets. No. No, there are. 
so what it comes down to, you see where I'm getting at, I think, better to hold serve than to just go with, huh? Well, I get, that's the only reason I can imagine why Terry Collins is still coming from the, the Mets side. Okay, I know who I want, and I know who the Mets fans want. Okay, who and it's want? somebody with the Mets, and, that and that's Wally Backman. Isn't he the? Wasn't he the guy who had some anger management issues in minor league baseball? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> that's why we want him, man. He lights fires under the asses of his players, and that is the kind of guy we want here in New York. You know what? I'm going to also say this, and I said the same thing on my baseball podcast in regards to the fact that the Phillies re-signed Ryan Sandberg. Ryan Sandberg, excuse me. Sandberg. Sandberg. Sandberg spelled backwards. Uh, Stop. It comes down to this. The guy who they had in their crosshairs, Mike Sosha, is not going to be leaving Anaheim. No. And you told me about it before on this podcast, I think, or on this internet radio program, this fine blog talk radio thing, whatever you call it. This doohickey, that's what it's called. That Sosha would have been a great fit for the Mets, and he would have been. Just like he would have been here in Philadelphia. But because the Angels got their stuff together about mm, five months too late, they're going to keep him one more year. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think uh, Mike Sosha has, uh, has earned that. He has. Right to get another crack at it. I, I think he's done a fine job there in Anaheim. Well, I, no, I can't. Well, uh, you know? okay, over over his 14, 15 years, yes, he has done a fine job. Yeah. Yeah. But given the way that, you know, given the fact that your best player is only making $500,000 a year when your 20 and $30 million players are, you know, past their prime already, seemingly, or yeah, so it seems. I don't put that on Tosha, though. I mean, that's not his doing, you know? Uh, but you can't. You can say that, but you can't. You're a manager. You're supposed to manage your players to their to their best potential, and they're not responding. So he has to take some of the blame, not all of it, but some of it. They're not. But you know what? I look at it as Pujols is on the downside of his career. Sure. I think if you would have gave Pujols, maybe even Hamilton, on, on the upsides of their careers to Mike Sosha, it would have been a lot different. I would tend to agree with you on that. Yeah. You know, he can't go out there and swing the bat for them. And I'm although sorry. Right now, although right now, right now, if he went out there and swung the bat, he'd probably be doing pretty darn well. Yeah, well, yeah, I would think so. So, you know, but like I said, a manager is going to manage you, but he can't say, "Hey, listen, go out there." One and man not can only do so much. I guess you know, that, that you know that's what I'm saying. He's not managing. Saying you, you know, go out there and don't hit the ball, Albert. You know, he's saying go out there and hit the ball. I mean, you know, Albert Pujols is going to swing the way he's always swung. Mm-hmm. Mike Sosha could do about that. One other interesting, yeah. Go ahead. All knows what's going on with Hamilton, but one other interesting note since last we came to you on Friday, um, for what it's worth, ladies and gentlemen, uh, pretty interesting uh, doings in San Francisco after having a career year where he hit more home runs in the season than he has at any other point. Hunter Pence gets paid five years, ninety Huge. million dollars. Huge. Yeah. Big deal, and that's a guy. Uh, did you want him in Philadelphia? Oh, I enjoyed I enjoyed him. Good game. Let's go eat, as he famously once said. I, I'm a, I'm a Hunter Pence fan, even though he is the goofiest looking son of a gun known to man. Mm-hmm. But the man has talent, and he's he's a reliable bat, and he's flourishing in San Francisco. Good for him, I say. Yeah. They, you know, this was a completely off year for 95 percent of the Giants franchise, mm-hmm. and Pence was the one exception, seemingly. I mean, the pitching went right into the toilet. Injuries caught up with this team. I'm not saying that they're going to be world beaters again in 2014. Au contraire, I think it's the Dodgers to lose once again, and Arizona's still going to be there to say a, a piece, too. Mm-hmm. The division as a whole, save for the Padres, has gotten better. Oh, it has. The, the National League West. Oh, it has. Absolutely. So, we I, shall it, see. It didn't look that way in the beginning of the season, but... It, Going on closer to the All Star break. After the All Star break, it became a really, really good division. So, oh, absolutely! It, it, it was a fun division to watch in the final couple of months with the uh, the Dodgers and Diamondbacks fighting it out and uh, and what have you. So, uh, when we thought he was good but canned after this season, yeah, ninety two yeah. and seventy record. Uh, wow, you know he re- he really helped turn. Well, him and Yasiel Puig, they really helped turn things around in LA. They did. They did. Amazing. Amazing stuff. 
All right, man, we got a little bit of college football news. I'm not a big college football fan, but we can't go without saying Lane Kiffin is done at USC. Oh, man, he is... um, I don't feel sorry for this sap in one second. And he's on his way to being head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars next season. Oh, well, I don't think that'd be an improvement. They're guaranteed that to go with 16, right? So, uh, yeah, athletic director Pat Hayden fired him Sunday. Actually, officially it was less than six hours after he got blown out yeah. by that juggernaut college of that bastion of football goal known as Arizona State. Wasn't so, it on the plane he got fired? I believe so, yes. And I was watching the Dan Patrick show this morning, and they ta- and, and, and DP asked Hayden, were you thinking about, in advance, firing him had the team lost? Or was it during the process and he completely backed away from the question, what have you? So he, I think you can sense Hayden knew this was coming. Yeah. 28 and 15 in four years at USC, that tarnished school with, uh, you know, little respectability and a uh, little respectability left, I should say. And now the questions become who takes over next season? They're going to have somebody in his stead for the rest of the season, but who's going to be the candidate Right now, uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN is saying Jack Del Rio, defensive coordinator with the Broncos, is expected to emerge as a candidate to replace him full-time. I don't think – I mean, it's possible, but I don't think so. Well, you know, they're saying that even if he does accept it, he's still going to stay with the Broncos for the season. Well, of course. And then, plus, he's got a good thing going there. Why ruin that? Just a thought. And a lot of people are throwing the name Chip Kelly out there. Um, let me just say this. Shut up. <laughs> Chip Kelly, if he... Okay, let's say Chip Kelly said, screw Philadelphia, this isn't working, I'm leaving, tucking my tail between my legs, I'm going back to the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be able to lay foot on campus for 18 months, you fools. 18 months. I mean... Maybe they can cow-toe to the NCAA and try to get that reduced, but good luck with that, the buggers that they are. So Chip Kelly is not an answer. No. Um, USC is damaged goods, and I really don't want to be the guy who replaces Lane Kiffin. It's it's the classic case of you want to be the guy who replaces the guy that replaces yeah. Lane Kiffin. Oh, yeah. So, But wait, there's more. There's news that uh, Texas will be looking for a new head coach. <laughs> Uh, when, when you've got when you've lost Earl Campbell, you've lost them all, because Earl Campbell is calling on Texas to say goodbye to Mac Brown. Uh, Mac Brown's been there since the beginning of Dinosaurs. No, I'm sorry, that's wrong. It's horrible, but he's been there a while, and uh, I don't know. Uh, he's under contract till 2020. Well, yeah, but you know, that's taking a lot of money for a school, isn't it? Yeah, it, it certainly is. And if I'm not mistaken, I, I want to say it was Texas. Was it Texas or Texas Tech that uh, Saban was talking to per, uh, in the off season? I think it was Texas Tech. Might have been Texas Tech. Well, maybe he was talking to Texas too. You never know. He be, he'll go whichever way the wind blows. Uh, Nick Saban will. So shows you what I think about him, as it were. But uh, now it's 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 just a mess. It's just a mess. That's why I don't like college sports. I just it's just all a mess. Unbelievable. Now, well, and, and there are there are rumors. Get this here, just reading from CBSSports.com. Uh, Cubs firing Swim. How are you saying yes. his name? Are they ready to woo Joe Girardi? Nah, nah. He's staying with the Yankees. He's not going anywhere. He's got one more year there. Yeah, easily, easily. He's got one more year. They're not going to eat that contract just yet. But uh, if uh, nothing good happens next year, I think Girardi uh, will be out. After next season. Well, here, here's a pro tip. Nothing good's going to happen next year because that team is screwed. That team is so royally screwed in 2014. They may be a 90 to 95 loss team. The Yankees in 2014. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they, they, I don't want to say 100 because people will be like, oh, that's blasphemy. I, they're a 90-95 loss team because they've got so many young players, and Jeter is the, the last of the old guard left, and he is, well, old. So, yeah. it, it, it's a mess. And I feel 
I don't feel sorry for the Yankee fan base, sorry, but... Uh, yeah, I don't. You had your run. I you don't, rebuild. that's just me. There you go. So. Uh, well, come Wednesday, we're going to start talking a little hockey. Oh, you got the, uh, got the puck, yeah, Ron. That's starting up this week, as well as we're going to start talking a little bit more NBA, as that's going to be starting up real soon, too. A little NBA news, though. New York Knicks have picked up the option on head coach Mike Woodson for the 2014-15 season. Okay. So he's staying with the team. Yeah, not surprising. Not no. not. Well, well, considering Glenn Grunwald stepped down, Steve Mills comes up. It was there was a little animosity there already. So mm-hmm. um, I don't, I'm not saying I'm I'm shocked that he's staying. I'm, I wouldn't have been shocked if he left. But you know, I, you know, they're trying to back Mike Woods in the Knicks, so that's good. Good coach. Happy about that. He's a that. good guy doing good things. Ugh. He is a good guy. But we'll see what happens. You're, he's your main man now. He is my main man. Going back to uh, the Jets, Rex Ryan just said from Rich Samini that uh, he is not considering at all benching Geno Smith. So for the people calling for Matt Sims to start next week, that doesn't look like it's happening. Talking about the association, by the way, it looks like the NBA Competition Committee, there's a committee for that. I I just... mm, It's looking like they're going to revert the... uh, is it would it be reverting or just changing? Because I don't know if they went to this uh, this uh, route before, uh, making the NBA finals like all other rounds in the NBA. Um, they would going go back two, to two two one one one. Yeah, they would go back to it. Okay, it so was they, like that for a little while. I'm I'm used to the two three two. So, right. I I I understand both sides of it. Two three two gives equal weight to me, and I talked about this before the show. The team that you know has the home court advantage, you want the first two and you want the last two. But if the the road team wins one of the first two, they get home court advantage big time. That's the advantage of trying to win one on the road. That's why I think the two three two works a little bit better. That's just me. That and plus you have more travel days and. You know, it's just like they're trying to drag the series out a little bit more. That's all that it is to me. Just well, drag it out a little bit more. Like you said, and uh, we said with the NFL format, trying to get more teams in the NFL playoffs, it's all about the money, man. It's all about the money. It is. In the words of uh, a guy with a really bad comb over and some bad, hideous suits. Yes. Yeah. Mr. McMahon. All right, well, that's it for today's show. Oh, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. There's one more thing. You, ah, what do you, you got? You've been wanting to talk about this because I messaged it to you this morning, and you're you're pissed off about this. But that's why I don't want to talk about it. Oh, no, but we have to because we have two minutes. Makes me angry. NBA TV is reviving NBA inside stuff. But they're not doing it with your main man, Ahmad. They're not doing it with, uh, you know... MJ, your main man, or any of that. Grant Hill is going to be the host. One of two hosts. The other is a familiar host. I don't Grant, know. And Grant is. Hill is one of my main men. <laughs> Grant, Grant Hill. Yeah. Black is? Cat, MJ, Michael Jordan, my main man. There he is. <laughs> there he is. Oh, Bob, you are so, so unhip. It, 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 it's going to be weird not having a moderate shot hosting NBA inside stuff, but it's going to be great to uh, be able well, to see Grant Hill the time. It was weird not having Mel Allen host this week in baseball. It was even weirder having a claymation version of him hosting it. So, you'll, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. If Will obeys there, it'll be more than okay. I don't know. They're talking about a, what, a, a reporter from Atlanta that's going to be doing it? Uh, Possibly. So... Well, it's it's, it's Turner owned because the NBA TV is owned by uh, Turner Sports. So, Noah Madrashad, Jamie Maggio, maybe that'd be nice. Or no, maybe Rachel Nichols. Rachel Nichols, possibly. Uh, I don't know. I don't see that she's my she's my main squeeze. They're saying now it's going to be uh, Kristen Ludlow from ninety two point nine FM, the game in Atlanta. Kristen Ludlow. Yeah, Kristen Ludlow. Okay, I'm gonna have to Google her one moment, please. Well. We're done. We're out of time anyway. So. Oh no no no. We we have sixty seconds according to the uh, British uh, voiceover. Uh, the, oh she's oh she's all right. She's a looker. She's a looker. She's, she's up there with she's my main. She's my hell. Oh, she is a looker. Hello. She's your main woman. So uh, she looks good in gold. That's for sure. All right. Well, that's it for today's episode. We will be back Wednesday, twelve p.m. Eastern time, to talk a little bit about the National Hockey League and the NBA, as well as fire on ice tonight's wild card game. So that's right. 
gonna be and pre- and we'll we'll preview the uh, wild card play in and we'll recap the the first wild card play in Tuesday too. So. As well, absolutely. So for Jim Williams, I'm Jonathan Ragus. Enjoy your Monday. Take it easy, Ahmad. Get off, Ahmad. Do not do it. Do not hang yourself, Ahmad. It's not worth it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.